0: Some people let us a recommendation to you or from you. You yourselves are a litter, letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink but with the Spirit of the. letters were used It's much easier now to keep in touch with each other from a distance than ever. So each handwritten letter uh, letter is unique. You can make them even more unique and personal in other ways. A female lover for example can scent the letter with her own perfume. She can also So, victory mail. The way that it worked was that a letter would be fed into a photocopier, reduced to film, and carried to military bases around the world. The letters were then reproduced and delivered to the lonely soldiers. by the Holy Spirit. You could call those letters the broadcasting system of the early church. Letters especially from Associated with the church as a metaphor for the church at Corinth itself. He says that the church at Corinth, and so the people. So they are the affirmation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The message that he preached and that he spoke to them in their own. of other people who have written their messages on your hearts, your parents, your teachers, your peers, many others, also other ministers. And those messages were not necessarily always spoken with the greatest wisdom and discernment, using always the right kinds of words. As we heard two Sundays ago, not go by any letters of recommendation. You did not have Of that, you called me. You were willing to overlook my weaknesses, and you wanted to have God's word preached. Paul's situation in certain sense was somewhat similar. The church at Corinth also knew him quite well. And that is why it is surprising what he says to the church when he writes, Do we need, like some people, says that because now they are acting as if he is a stranger. Less than a year after he wrote his first letter, something very disturbing had happened in the church at Corinth to estrange him from them. And consequently as we know from chapter 2, verse 1, he paid them what he calls a painful visit, which he later followed up with a letter in which he expressed his What was the problem? Well, there were some false teachers who had infiltrated the church and who challenged Paul's authority and integrity. They accused him of lining his own pockets with their money for his own pleasure. They also asserted that he was not really an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ and that therefore. which glowingly testified to their many abilities and talents. Such letters of recommendation were a common practice in those days. But those letters from these false prophets were likely either forged or embellished by others of jealousy. They were conniving manipulators of other people's affections. Their motivation was self-promotion and personal enrichment. showed how much he loved them, and he was even willing to risk his life for them, for at times he even feared for his life. At one time he was so afraid that he needed special assurance from God himself to keep on going. And so the Lord God spoke to him in a vision, as we know from Acts 18, verse 9, and the Lord said to him, don't be afraid, keep on speaking. far as I know there is nobody attacking me in my ministry and there are no false prophets in your midst either who want to supplant me if there are I'm not aware of it and that's not because I want Graciously, have not confronted me with. There are many things that I think I should have done or should not have done, and sometimes I've had sleepless nights about it, saying certain things that I shouldn't have said, also in council meetings, and I pray to God about it. I can say the same thing as Paul to himself as the least of all apostles. He even says about himself that he is the worst of all sinners. And he does not boast about his ability to preach either. He writes about the criticisms that others had about his preaching in chapter 10 of this epistle. In verse 10 of chapter 10, he writes, Some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person... is from God. What a tremendously comforting statement that is. And that's certainly true for me. The Lord Jesus Christ supplies us with everything that we need. And he washes us clean through the blood of his son. He sanctifies our words. He gives us a in my study and I'd be trembling because I thought I don't have a message sufficiently enough to give to the people and then when I get on the pulpit you feel the power of the Holy Spirit who moves you it is the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, who gives you doing justice to the word of God of boring you to tears but then time and again I was reminded of the Holy Spirit brothers and sisters and when people tell me that they are encouraged by the message that I preached then I'm often surprised how can that be because I know that whatever I bring is not so profound but because I bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with all my limitations God sanctifies these words. He convinces me of the truth of the word and of its wonderful significance. He gives me the confidence that about a half They listening, am I being ineffective as a minister? Seasoned preachers, I among them, at times express that same kind of disappointment and frustration. And that's understandable because a preacher who loves his congregation pours out his heart to his people in the pew. He wants to be an instrument of change. Through the preaching, he wants them to become changed creatures. He wants to full of love for God and for each other. He wants them to be holy and to lead holy lives. And that's something I also want for you. For there's one thing that we, as preaching, that we as preachers and all of us often forget. Change does not come about by man. It does not come about by man's effort it does not come about according to our time schedule. It comes about only through the Holy Spirit. In the preaching and in all of ministry, we have to let the Holy Spirit do his work. Only the Holy Spirit can change heart. In the second place, the preacher also has to look at himself. For he himself also When you see yourself as a miserable sinner, then you're not so disappointed with other people, but then you're disappointed first of all with yourself and so grateful to God to forgive sins. The wonderful thing is that the word of God cleanses you and me. Lord Jesus himself said to his disciples in about what sinful men these disciples were. Think about the things they did and said, for example. Not long after the Lord Jesus spoke these words, Peter denied him three times. And even after Pentecost, Peter continued to show himself to be a sinful man. For Paul even... That because of the Jewish converts, he converts, he forced the Gentiles to follow Jewish customs. He was being hypocritical, and Paul called him on it. So the Lord used a sinful man to bring His word. The wonderful thing is, brothers and sisters, that even though it is brought by want to be holy. But as Paul says elsewhere, not that I've already obtained it, but I press on to make it my own. Let's not forget that we only have a small beginning of the obedience that God requires from us. We don't come together every Sunday because we are such good people. And I have not been your minister because I'm such a good man. together because we need to hear about the forgiveness of sins and to be encouraged to live holy lives. We come together and are a church community together because we so desperately need to hear about the gospel of salvation through no merit of our own. And that's what you want to hear, isn't it? the content of the preaching well the preaching first of all is the forgiveness is the proclamation of the forgiveness through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ it is a declaration that God has made that wonderful covenant with us and that he loves us in spite of our sins in this way you have he boasted if he used that word about their eagerness to support the ministry of the gospel financially how to help the poor in other churches he says in chapter 9 verse 2 of this second letter of to the Corinthians for I know your eagerness to help and I've been boasting about it to the Macedonians and then he says in verse 13 of that chapter <coughs> because of the service by which you have proved Men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else. And so Paul says many other glowing things about them. Brothers and sisters, I could do the same thing to others. I could boast. to him that this is a church that loves the gospel and that the Emmanuel church wants to support the ministry of the gospel in every way. Oh sure, I know that this is not perfectly done by you and not everybody contributes the same but that is the main message that goes out from you as church. There is a love that mean well some letters kill when you get a letter is always on and will never be broken it is always a relationship of love he sends us his letters with perfume on them so to speak they have his fragrance you have his fragrance on you and he also seals those letters with his lips because they are his letters of love A relationship that God established unilaterally, that means by Himself, in which He makes wonderful promises to the ones He loves, to you and to me. And we know, brothers and sisters, that God never ever goes back on His promises. We can always count on Him to keep His promises. Also, the promise that He just made to little Devin Vanderveen to be His God. No longer want anything to do with him. If you reject him and everything that he stands for, and then he will also disown you. But then you have broken the covenant and not he. But when Christ lives in you, even though you sin against him all the time. received from the Lord God at Mount Sinai in which the Ten Commandments were engraved with the fingers of God. Brothers and sisters, how wonderful that God gave us those Ten Commandments. Do you know why? Well, because those Ten Commandments, those Ten Words of the Covenant, they describe that loving, living relationship with God. However, don't think that with His Commandments God was trying to tell us only if we keep those laws perfectly, that then and then only we would be acceptable in his sight. No, it's impossible for us to keep the law. And he knows that very well. And so those laws were never meant to establish our relationship with God. No way they were given to describe what such a relationship looks like. And that is why in the verse that follow our text, Paul speaks about the glory commandments as they were given already to Moses when Moses came down from the mountain his face shone for those ten Commandments came with glory and that is what God's people had to understand they were directly from the hand of God and given to them because of his great love for them but says Paul well how much more Glory the one who has kept the law for us. And now through the Holy Spirit, God's laws have been written on our hearts. And that's what Jeremiah already prophesied. God has done. And it is only for that reason that we can be a church community together. You and I, we are living members, we are living letters of Christ. As your preacher, the Lord has used me to write on your hearts with the words that he has given me to proclaim to you. And it's a wonderful task. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ you and I are living letters we are a V letter a victory letter victorious because of Christ it's all God's work and we are merely instruments in his hands and for that reason brothers and sisters we do not have to be afraid of the future God will continue to gather his church and it doesn't matter who the preacher is that stands on this pulpit as long as